Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, South Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the Spotifying wonder, yes. Mr. Paul Levy. Just found out how to fade out music uh, better, so winning there. Very good evening, morning, afternoon, whenever you happen to be listening to us. Welcome back. This is episode number 113. It's been a relatively quiet week, thankfully. We've only had one game to cover. There's lots to talk about from that game. But as always, we'll start with an update from our friends over at the Supporters Club. Yep, so here we go. So coaches will be going to Aldershot on Saturday the 23rd of September for a 3 p.m. kickoff. Departure time from the club is 11am and the fare is £21 for adults, £18 for concessions and there's a £3 surcharge for non-members. So you can book for that trip uh, in two ways. You can book by going into the Supporters Club or on the travel line which is 077-2-135-970 and please make sure if you go... <laughs> please make sure... Sorry that. <laughs> A bit premature there, but make sure if you go, um, you already have your match ticket booked. Uh, and to uh, further update you, another of the popular beer festivals will be taking place on Friday the 22nd of September uh, at the Supporters Club featuring the Twickenham Brewery. Um, doors are open for this from 5pm and admission is free for everyone. No membership is required for that one. Absolutely. Steve Jenkins is running the very, very popular trip to the Somme next June from the 21st to the 24th of June inclusive. If you'd like to join those, already go and you can speak to Steve at any home game in the Supporters Club or you can email stevejenkins1881 at btinternet.com for further details. And if you are interested, this trip gets booked out really really quickly so don't hang about yeah it's also our pleasure to welcome another orient fan into this world so a massive congratulations to james lee fall on the birth of his daughter sophie and marie fort what a lovely name yeah uh, he can't wait to take her to a first game see you down the o soon guys so yeah congratulations and if you've had a baby or expecting one let us know we'd love to um welcome all new yeah. orient fans um, into uh, into the community and into the family beautiful 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 so moving on to, to the five days that were as our last podcast was on monday night so tuesday the 29th of august sam dorby comes on as a sub uh for crystal palace under 23s he plays for 10 minutes in a 2-1 defeat to nottingham forest and according to the palace website he had a decent shot that just went wide yeah and there was a bit of rumoring uh around or rumor rumors floating around that he was to be involved or is to be involved in a swap deal with uh, Freddie Apardo. Uh, don't know exactly where that rumour's come from, um, but it was they've got a lot of people talking, and um, we'll have more on that later at the end yeah. of our Steve Davis, well, not our interview, but the interview we have, uh, we recorded with Steve Davis after the game against Geisley. So that yep. was Tuesday. Yeah, and on Wednesday, the 30th of August, Yo's opponents for Saturday, Geisley, sacked their manager, Adam Lockwood, after a year in charge. So, you know, it can go one or two ways when that happens. You see a team come out the following game and play out their skins and get a result, which they never would have got under the previous manager. Yeah. Or you see a team who are completely dishevelled uh, and disorganised and who kind of flap uh, against their opposition. So, yeah. obviously, we'll move on to the Geisley game a bit later on in the podcast. That's the conversation we were having as we were walking through Coronation Gardens. You think, on the one hand, that we get, we'll tonk them because they're managerless yeah, and rudderless, but absolutely. on the other hand, like you say, could galvanise them. So, Thursday the 31st of August, transfer deadline day. 
say I am usually away at this point. You are, yeah. In the year, but this time I wasn't. So after a quiet morning, this time last year it was the whole Dean Cox fiasco. So yes, the equivalent it was. day we would have been doing a Dean Cox uh, leaving episode. Yes, what a absolutely. difference a year makes. Yeah, how quickly a year goes as well. So four fifteen, the club announced there was a new signing as thirty-three-year-old striker Matt Harrell joined us on a two-year deal from Crawley. Our search for a big holding striker uh, came to an end uh, as it was confirmed. Matt tweeted, buzzing to have joined Leighton Orient, look forward to the challenge, can't wait to get started, um, which for me is a good quality addition to the squad that will push Moons and McCauley and obviously Josh Caroma as he is yeah. a striker really, he's just been played out on the wing, really looking forward to seeing him banging the goals as well. Yeah, for me, happy with the signing, uh, big experience forward which is what we needed, and a local boy as well. Yeah, born in Whips Cross. Yeah, Whips Cross Hospital. Brilliant, gives us a different option up front. So I'm very happy with this signing, and we wish Matt all the best of luck. There was a good compilation that went up on YouTube. Uh, I still haven't watched that, actually. Which is good. He, he can score on the ground, he can score in the air. I, I was I was more impressed, actually, when I saw that montage, because I didn't really think he scored he'd some good many, goals. But Even against us, he scored yeah, goals. So very um, good, very happy. Yeah, we had one. T- we had loads of tweets, but one tweet that we're going to mention is from at Gorillas one nine eight five, who said, "I'm sure he's scored a few against us in the past. Definitely the big forward we need to change the games up." So, yeah. echoing what Steve Davis was looking for, him and Martin have to say they've done extremely well together, pulling their contacts because you know with the director of football, it can go one of two ways. The director of football can be sort of quite dictatorial, and it's done with his players, and the manager just has to get on with it. But as, as um, Martin said to us in an interview, it's as much about him working for Steve Absolutely. as Steve working for him. And you can just see the fruits of that relationship yeah. really bearing now. And uh, we've got a tremendous squad together. And, and he is like uh, Steve or Martin said in an interview with the club, that's the final piece of the jigsaw now. I think Martin can relax. breathe a bit, relax a bit and, and, and be confident that, that he's done. I mean, it's tremendous what they've done in seven weeks. Considering eight, eight, weeks, eight, ago, eight weeks ago. Eight weeks ago. There was no squad. June, July, August, eight. Yeah, there was no squad. Ago, so yeah. kudos to Steve, to Martin, Kent, Nigel, everyone yeah. for getting getting yeah. the club back to where it is now. So moving on to Friday, first of September, another Mooney Friday. Basically, every Friday going forward <laughs> is Mooney Friday. So in the morning, the club announced the loan agreement with Norwich for Tristan Abrahams has been terminated by mutual <clears throat> consent. I think Steve mentioned it at the meet the manager, meet the manager and the post match, uh, the last home game. Uh, so obviously, we wish Tristan all the best for the future, and look forward to seeing how his career progresses. Yeah, ab- absolutely, um, and we hope it does progress and flourish, and we look forward to seeing him in the championship. You absolutely. Know? Um, the club also announced that season ticket holders of any London football club can get into the Geisley game for just five pounds. I never saw that advertised anywhere. We never really saw it pushed that much. I know someone tweeted it. Off the back of Nigel going on to talk sport. I think the club um, announced on the well, obviously announced on the Friday, so a bit late. But yeah. for me, that was a good, clever move. Obviously, no, 100%. no um, Premiership or Championship over that weekend. Obviously, the tube strike. Yeah, um, probably meant there might have been lower attendance than what the club were expecting. So Wickham and Southend that were at home. So a good way to get extra people in the club. Yeah. I think when we was outside talking to someone, we saw some dude rock up in a Charlton shirt, and he he bought some tickets. Oh, amazing! Um, so that obviously got got a few people in. Um, don't know how many, but you know a good good incentive, good initiative from the great club. idea. And I'm sure we'll see many more during the course of the season. Yeah, Saturday the second of September. Just wanted to wish happy birthday to one of our listeners, David Medic. So happy birthday to you! What a great day you must have had. Yeah, absolutely. And then in the morning, the under 18s drew one all at Dagenham and Redbridge with Teddy Perkins getting the Orient goal, and we spoke to Courtney 
after the match, he said it was a very good game. He said Dagenham and Redbridge have been doing very well uh, in the under-18s this season and they hadn't conceded a goal, I think, in about four or five, maybe even six games. So good result there for our lads. And well done to Teddy Perkins for getting our goal. Yeah, and also to um, Danny Webb, who's yes. their manager. So yes. all good. So team four, Guiseley at home. Granger in goal, Capri, Sedakobi, Coulson and Widdison, so an unchanged back four. Yep. Ochang comes into the side uh, because Alex Lawless uh, misses out due to a hip flexor injury. Um, Clay uh, was his centre midfield pairing with McEnough and Dayton out in the wings with Mooney and Bon. Up top, subs with Sam Sargent, Jamie Sendles White, Miles Judd is welcome to the bench, Josh Caroma, and new signing Matt Harold. Yeah, so for me, that was exactly the side you expected to start, obviously. Pre-match, you didn't think Lawless would come in, but once you found out Lawless was injured, Ochin comes in, gets his chance. You would have thought he'd come in, obviously with Charlie Lee injured as well now as Lawless. So for me, makes perfect sense. Looking a little bit threadbare in the mid midfield. Once upon a time, we had four or five options, and now we, we have, have two. Two of them are. We have. Two of them got two injured. injured, and you got Ochin, who yeah. will come on to him, but he didn't look out of place yesterday. Hundred percent. Also got Freddie Moncur. You know, who True can come well. in. So even though the first choice two are injured, still Clay, Oching, Moncur, yeah. and we'll see if anyone else comes in in that position. Yeah, uh, for me, I agree with everything you said there. Also, looking at the programme, surprised to see the Geisley team littered with so many ex-Football League players. Most people remember Kevin Hurst from his days at Southend, Coyote Odijayi. Um, out of interest, they had John Rooney, younger brother of Wayne Rooney. So you had a Rooney and a Mooney on the Rooney pitch. and a Mooney, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, who else was uh, was in there? Was it James Wesolowski was in there? Um, I, I've got to be honest, I've never heard of James Wesolowski. Yeah, um, I think it was Brentford, if I remember rightly. But um, So before the match, as that was going on, we were lucky enough to be up in the press gallery speaking to Dave Victor, who told us that the Geisley team was picked by a committee including their team captain and their physio. So, you know, Shays are going back to us under the previous ownership of points, Peter picked Brock. by a physio uh, and a team captain. So, a very odd There's situation we found three, ourselves wasn't in. There. Yeah, so I can't remember who the third one was, but yeah, it's very really strange. So, match um, kicked off. Again, we were kicking towards the north stand, so now that looks like that's probably the way we're going to do it this season. So, for us, south standers, works out perfectly. Yeah, because I always prefer us kicking towards the south in the second half. So we didn't have to wait that long, though. We start we like, we started off as we have done in most previous Very games, well. really strong pace, good tempo. McEnough was clean through with a great opportunity, but their keeper Joe Green uh, denied him well. Um, you think he should have done better? I think he, when he got through, bomb was square. Wasn't he it? didn't have the best angle to shoot. Yeah, so I I can see why he shot, but if he would have looked up, bomb was in acres of space, and if we would have gone ahead in the sixth minute. We were absolutely routed him. So, can't blame McEnough for shooting, but he didn't really, for me, have the right angle. Fair comment. I thought he'd earned the right to shoot whichever, so... Yeah. But, uh, but the keeper did well. They take nothing away from their keeper. And we had a strong opening 10 minutes. We did everything, literally, but scored. Controlled the ball, controlled possession. We're looking for the through ball behind the defence. There were a few that got through. Uh, a few offside flags yeah. that were going up early, but we were looking very confident, as you'd expect from a team who'd you know, won two out of the last three and kept two clean sheets out of the last three running conceding a penalty so we looked good in the 13th minute poor back headed by Coulson um, almost put their striker wall Hackfield through uh, but he stumbled um, and I think there Granger done very well because Granger could have committed to the challenge there could have easily given away a penalty so I thought Granger there done exceptionally well yeah, 100% he did, and it looked like they might have actually nicked that, so he did extremely well there. Yep. Uh, in the 16th minute then, Bond closed down Green, 
his clearance hit Bond and the ball rolls along the goal line and we're just sort of edging like he's got to get there, he's got to beat the keeper to get that. Um, but it looked like the keeper, like they, they were wrestling, there was no question, they were wrestling to get that and it looked like the keeper had done a little bit more than what was actually fair and um, unfortunately the ball, the ball rolled across literally the, oh, full, so frustrating. the full goal mouth. Um, but McCauley couldn't quite get there, get a toe ahead and... It did and appear, it without obviously seeing this back, it did appear he was being pulled down by the keeper. Um, so it should have been a penalty. And if the penalty is given, that's also a red card for the keeper because it's just happening from McCauley Bond. Yeah. So that would have been a game changer. But, you know, the ball rolled agon- agonisingly wide and went out for a goal kick. But it could have been a game-changing moment. And in the 29th minute, I think made a point by saying their manager, who was the physio at that point, had to come on to treat the injured Geisley player who yeah. was down. So the manager coming on as a physio, the physio, the player, physio to go back manager. to his manager. <laughs> it's very, ridiculous. very odd happenings at Leighton Orient. Just after you thought you'd seen everything over the last three years, another new bizarre scenario crops up. Yeah, and just around the half hour mark, I just made a note that so far we've had at least 70 to 80% of the possession created some excellent chances and, and really and truly we should we should be we should be comfortably I think, I think we've seen this in the last couple of home games where we play really well within the first 20 minutes don't find the goal the way team grow into the game a bit more not so overwrought and start having a decent spell of possession and yeah. start coming back into it yeah. so in the 32nd minute for Alicobi who looked really good so far really like long balls to Alicobi just like basic he knows how to control knows exactly what he's doing with his experience um, tried to do a back pass on the volley went straight to their player Molyneux who I thought actually looked quite lively for them took it down shot first time uh, and Granger done a very good save and he'd done very well to actually get out for a throwing so they didn't concede the corner actually parried it out for a throwing so again well done to Charlie Granger that was thought, a thought he great very save yeah because that could have easily gone out for a corner Absolutely. and again Lee Molyneux another one that would be well known to football league fans so right. Um, you know more littering of of ex football league players. Um, so you just did thirty two, right? Yep. So thirty six guys have been growing into the game and took the lead as Lee Molyneux plays the ball out to Hurst on their right hand side. He plays it first time to Odijay. Decent move. Great Decent move. move round round the back there. Um, uh, Odijay. Popped up alone in the in the middle of the box, no one no one on top of him at all, and sort of touched it in from from fairly close range. I think he was about six or seven, maybe eight yards out at the very most. And for them, they had one chance. They created it really nice. It was good good football, um, and they done really well. It was a good goal. I thought it was a great goal actually. Great free pass move. Great ball uh, into the box. One of those between the keeper and defence. Or did Jai was there? Mm-hmm. Took it well. One nil down, and you're thinking. God, it's not going to be our day after, you know, Bon shouldn't have a penalty that wasn't and after playing well. Um, so you're thinking, this might not be our day. But then, the lead didn't last for long. I've done it again. I've pushed the button before 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 my time. Should we try that one again? Should we try that one again? Go on then. So, the lead didn't last long as in the 42nd minute, penalty gets awarded to Orient as Mooney's cross was correctly judged to have been handled and we get a chance to level from the spot. And up steps Macaulay Bond. And this is this is George Elicobi in fine voice. Steps on fire, Macaulay Bond to take his first penalty for Leighton Orient and buried it beautifully into the bottom left corner, sent the keeper the wrong way. Took the penalty really well, yeah. and we'd equalise one all. And so Macaulay gets his fifth goal of the season and his first goal at Brisbane Road. 
but it doesn't end there as three minutes of injury time are played at the end of the first half. And again, 45 plus one. Cries a handball from the Orient fans came out. It didn't look like a handball from where we were. Ball came back into the box, into Mooney, who was He's touched. facing the east end, in the penalty box, facing the east end, not even facing goal, facing right. the east end. Goes to the ground, gets brought down by one of their players. Yeah. An appeal for a penalty. It gets given again, and then, for the second time in the match... So, upstep McCauley Bond again, <laughs> on fire. Dag you up your day job, George. Identical penalty to the second one. Again, a really good penalty. Strike it really confidently. This time, the keeper goes the right way. Yeah. Can't get there, and we're 2-1 up. Um, and the half-time goes shortly after. But very, very impressed with Bond's penalty taking. It's the first two penalties I've seen Bond take. Hard and fast in the corners, the keepers. You don't save those by all accounts. Absolutely. You know? Two great penalties. So, your uh, views of the first half in going 2-1 up? Yeah, we started really strongly, as we've already said. Loads of possession, created lots of good chances really should have put the game beyond doubt in this half Geisley took the lead with a really well worked goal I thought on reflection the first penalty was more ball to hand even though his hand was at the side it didn't put his arm in the way of it it's hit his hand the second one Moons has gone down really easily for me so as a, as a if I was Geisley I'd be quite upset that that was given um, but then the player shouldn't be doing that in the penalty box you know Yeah. Um, but yeah you know fortunate I guess in a way or maybe it just reflects the effort that we had in the first 20 minutes and we've got out of it what we actually deserved and that is a lead. Yeah, I think you make so, your own luck and luck tends to balance itself out during the course of the season. So, you know, we'll see some given that shouldn't be given for us and we'll see the same for against us. Yeah. For me, I thought it was a really good response to going to behind. You know, we could have just hidden our shells for the rest of the rest of the half, but we didn't. <coughs> Done well. I don't think in. we've got those characters in the squad anymore that are going to do that. It doesn't though. appear to be, so fantastic <laughs> for me. So, Attendance announced 4,323 uh, with 76 away fans. I thought, considering there was a tube strike, so you could only really get there for the most part by driving in or getting a bus or doing a longer commute than normal. I thought that was a good attendance considering guys they only bought 76. Yeah, 100% so, agree. Yeah. Happy that. So second half kicks off with no subs, no changes for the O's. Yeah. And the first 15 minutes of the second half sees no real chances to talk about, really, for Orient, but plenty of possession. Yeah, we looked comfortable, and I think we've noted before, and once we go ahead in a game, because of the experience we've got and the way we play our football, it's quite hard for teams to come onto us once we're 1-0 up, so we look very astute, very comfortable. And in the 63rd minute, I think we were saying this, we expected him to come on, but big Matty Harold came on to make his debut in place of David Mooney, and again, because Charlie Lee is injured, George Ellicobi takes the armband now. Yeah, exactly. And just for those that might not be too aware, um, Matt Harold's surname has two R's in it. So uh, if anyone's on social media tweeting about it, it's Harold with two R's. So 65th minute, there was a goal for Orion. Harold, who um, just come on, so he's two minutes into his debut, uh, scores with a header. I think it was either his first or second touch of the first ball. First touch, was, I think. Yeah. Um, just really, just what we needed. Uh, kind of sort of settled fears or, or, or nerves that anybody had. Uh, Joby charged down the Geisley player and the ball breaks for him uh, to Widdison, who delivered an absolutely superb cross, uh, which which Harold made no mistake in, in putting yeah. away. Good, solid header. Great start. Debut, two minutes in, first touch, goal. Just what exactly a, what you need. Just what a striker would need. So well done to Matt Harold. And what I will say, Woodison, he's had a lot of criticism um, True. generally all over our timeline last week. And he'd been playing okay, I thought. But great thought to see him solid. get an assist. Great cross. And at 3-1, for me at this point, game over. Just to see now how many we could go on to score. Effectively killed the game off. 
and great vibes, you know, very loud at Brisbane Road at that point, just thinking, let's get a few more and balance out that goal difference, get a few more, considering the hammering it took a couple of weeks ago, yeah, away to Bromley. So in the next 15 minutes, not much goal mouth action to talk about, really. We had good possession, looked comfortable, yeah. again, without really doing much, just playing the clock down, keeping the ball, which is what we do, and we do it well at the moment. Exactly. Exactly. In the 81st minute, though, Jamie Sendles White comes on for Henry Ochang, who got a fantastic ovation from the home fans. Now, this is probably, other than mentioning him in the team lineup, this is the only time that we've actually mentioned Henry Ochang, which I think is probably, in, in retrospect, a bit of a mistake because he was superb. His passing, he was always looking forward, he was always making himself available. If he passed the ball to a player, he'd then move to make sure he was an option for that player in case it couldn't go forward. And he was everywhere, closing players down. And you remember, this is a young lad who was playing in the team last season. I think the biggest compliment you can give Henry is that he didn't look out of place. So you weren't watching it going, oh, he's, he's been a bit... Not very good, but he's only 17, so we'll grow into it. Didn't look like that at all. Yeah. He was running around, good yeah. passing, good movement. Good um, And really good and really impressive. And, you know, it's going to be hard for Lawless to come back into it. I mean, when we go through our post-match tweets, there's a lot of love out there for Henry. And, and deservedly. <coughs> Rightly so, yeah. Deservedly. So, 82nd minute. So, we've already played it twice. We're going to play it thrice, and this will be the last time. So, George Ellicobi, take it away, my love. <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know why we're playing that, that is George Ellicobi singing to Macaulay Bond because they car share on the way in. So if you're not on social media or if you haven't seen that, that is actually legitimately George Ellicobi singing um, to Beyonce's song. Alicia Keys, if we're going Oh, Alicia Keys, beg your pardon. Um, To Macaulay Bond, who is sat in the car loving it. And the reason we're playing that is in the 82nd minute, Macaulay Bond becomes the first player to score a hat-trick at Brisbane Road since Matt Lockwood, friend of the podcast, uh, against Gillingham <laughs> in 2006. So great stat there from Matt Brisdo. Uh, as Macaulay latched onto a Howard flick-on, drove forward, got 1-1 with a keeper, finished it off nicely, ball trickled over the line, and it's 4-1, and Macca <clears> gets his third of the match and gets to take home the match ball. Not the first hat-trick, though, of recent time. No, because no, Josh Roma. Yeah, yeah. Roma scored first away at Newport Yeah, first uh, at Brisbane Road. So For me, great finish by Macaulay, who at this point was full oh, of confidence. I actually thought the keeper see. might get to it, but Macaulay's had the better of that. Great finish, great finish yeah, by him. And 100%. a big kudos as well to Harold, who won most of his flick-ons. I would say pretty much won every flick-on he went for and got the flick-on and gets yeah. an assist. So Harold, again, In the air. gets a flick-on. In the air, and Josh Coulton and George Ellicobi won it at the back. And I think with Harold... Uh, up top I don't think there's much that's going to go over the top either way that we're not going to we'll be on to, the end of I think we'll come on to it later but I think I think Mooney's going to have a bit of a hard time trying to get back into this team on, on reflection of what Harold has done but we'll yep. come on to that a bit later so four minutes of injury time were played not much happened full time whistle goes rocking all over the world blares out and we win 4-1 with George Elikobi, um doing his lap of honour uh, again so fantastic to see so Really good. So after the match, we're lucky enough to go to the press conferences at the moment. And we were lucky enough to speak to Steve Davis, who came out, who spoke to the press. And we are going to play the full uh, post-match um, comments from Steve tonight yeah. because we've got a bit of a shorter podcast. So we've got 11 minutes now of Steve. Yeah, and it's also interesting to hear what he says that may not make the final cuts of, uh, yeah, of, of reports. Um, so this is Dave Victor, and then it would be uh, people like George Sessions... Uh, and, and others that I, I think I asked a question right at the very very end it's about 11 minutes long this is the bearded legend again at the end asking a great question about Sam Dorby so enjoy Steve well Steve congratulations thank you 
excellent second half display. Yeah, it's just, just putting those games to bed, isn't it? I think um, we've been in that position before. We've been down and come back and, and been ahead and not really built on it, not really, not really able to to get that third goal and go on from that. So it was about us being ruthless in, in many respects at half time. And, and if we could get that third goal, it was going on to try and get more. And, and I think we've got to, I'd say we've got to try and approach games, uh, not be cautious, not sit back, particularly at home. Um, and, and go f go for the jugular when we get the opportunity to. And, and as I say, once the third goal went in, you know, I wanted the team to score more. And we kept probing, attacking. It was very difficult, obviously, because they put a com almost a complete block on us until until the last ten minutes when they left two up front. But um, you know, we did the damage. Um, once that third goal went, I thought we did damage and controlled the game very well. Don't see many hat tricks in the league here at Brisbane Road. I think you have to go back 2006. Matt Lockwood, really? okay. Corley Bonnie takes a penalty, doesn't he? Yeah, we we knew that. Uh, obviously, Moons also scores penalties in training. But uh, I think once he once he missed the penalty, here, um, which was unfortunate, he then handed it to to Macca and uh, he dispatched them very well I thought go in the same place take some guts because sometimes you know they're looking to change and the keeper might guess the right way on the second one but he hit them very very well and right in the corner so I don't think even if the keeper had guessed the second one he would have got it to it anyway at least I don't have to ask you about your hunt for target man you got it and uh, Matt yeah. Howell he, he proved his worth already yeah like I say that's what we've been missing really someone who can get on the end of a cross uh, on a consistent basis and someone who can get little flicks and he did that for the first goal his first First goal, third goal, and uh, it's a great little ball in from Joe. And um, once, once he's one v one against the centre half, he always fancied him to get above him and in, and he did. And then he got a flick on for the fourth goal for Maka. So, as a substitute, you can't do much better than that. What is exciting is this is uh, a group of players that are still coming together. They've not been together very long, and here they are, right at the top end of the table. Yeah, I mean it's just a reward for their efforts and their work that they put in. You know, from for the minute I come here to, to now, they've worked very hard to try and make everything work and um, you know it's a really good group of players everyone understands each other you could see little things on the pitch sometimes we don't quite get the, the movement and the understanding right and, and there's a couple of times that happened today that it's basically just about knowing the players that you're, you're playing with and um, you know that'll come in time um, but you know I, I'm absolutely delighted with the way it's going at the moment with the, with the team and we just need to keep trying to improve and I'm sure we can going forward Is it going to be difficult keeping uh, the likes of Bond, Harold and Mooney happy in terms of uh, the competition they've got up front? Yeah, and Josh as well. You know, we've got four very different strikers, and that's what we want. We want that uh, ammunition to be able to change the game and do something different. And um, they're all, all four are different in many respects. You know, Moons is the best at coming off. Um, Harold's the best at heading it up there. Macca can do both. He can run in behind as well. And then Josh has obviously got pace. So, you know, we, you need, I think you need four different type of strikers if you're going to be successful. And, you know, what they've got to do is prove they can score goals. You've had the long-term injury to uh, Charlie Lee in the centre of midfield. Alex yeah. Wallace wasn't uh, available today. News on him? Yeah, he's just got a, 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 like a little strain on his adductor, which... Um, on his hip flexor sorry um, which he felt on Thursday so he pulled out on Thursday and um, you know we tried yesterday and, and made the, I made the decision yesterday that, that Henry would play he knew he was playing today basically because it wasn't going to be long more, more than a week he was going to he was going to settle down next week and hopefully be fit for the weekend next week so it's not worth the risk he would have been out a lot longer if we'd have tried to play him today so um, you know and it's a good, good chance to have a look at 
young players coming in when that's the situation and um, you know they had no hesitation in putting Emery in there anyway Congratulations Thank, Thank you. you Steve obviously you know, Macaulay Bond's talent has been cleared to see for a little while I think even last year we saw it but he's, his goal scoring record has not always been there um, and even last season in the National League he didn't score many I don't think and you know, given him a chance this season and he's you know, so far he's really repaying the reward isn't it? I think he's getting a run, isn't he? He's getting a run. He knows that he's work. He'll, he'll stay in the team if he works as hard as he does every game. And, and obviously the goals, the added goals as well, are a massive bonus for him. But he, he does get in good positions, and um, sometimes he snatches a little bit. He gets a bit anxious, and if he hasn't scored, and <coughs> today um, I thought he showed great composure for the for the penalties, both penalties, putting him in the same spot takes a, a lot of guts. And then you know, delighted for him when he's raced on clear and between the two centre halves and finished really calmly. So. You know, they only get confidence through scoring, and uh, Mac is buzzing at the moment with, with the uh, the goals that he's scoring. And, and he, he scored pre-season, and he was a surprise early in the season when he didn't score in the early games because you know he's, that, that's his that's his uh, strength. He's in around the box, you know. Um, so I'm really pleased for him. He's uh, he deserved his hat-trick today for his effort. He worked really hard. He, he runs. As him and Alex run the most in the team every game because we know because we've got the GPS to prove it so we know how hard he works to get those opportunities and uh, like I say just, I'm really happy for him today and you mentioned Alex obviously Charlie and Alex missing you know, your first choice centre midfielders and I think it's sort of testament to the squad that Craig Clay comes in mm. and Henry comes in as well both of them you know, look <coughs> very very good today yeah I think you know there's not a lot between all of them really they've all got offers something different Charlie you know offers something different to Alex and you know there was no point in risking Alex today um but as I say, we've got him for next week, you know, if he gets back in the team. So that's what we need. We need competition for places and, and there's four four players vying for two positions at the moment. So he's healthy for us at the minute. Obviously we don't want any more longer term injuries that, that Charlie's picked up. So as long as we can keep those three ticking over, then we won't have to bring anybody else in. So um, as I say, I think that'll be something we need to look at going forward. And in terms of Craig, obviously you know, he, was, he was very good last week, wasn't he, against Eastley and also on Monday, but you know, he seemed to step up as well even more today with you know, a less experienced partner alongside. Yeah, I, you know, I chatted to him before about you know helping Emery and making sure he's in the right positions and you're playing together and you got a good relationship and uh, he did that. And he, he's a good player and you know we knew what we were bringing in when we brought him in from uh, Scotland. We knew he played 30 odd games in the SPL last season, so we know he can compete in, in, a, in a good league. And um, you know, he's, 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 the two games he's played, he's been very good. And in terms of Charlie, is there any more sort of news on, on what she's sort of <coughs> suspected ACL? But yeah, sort of concrete. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's going to, he's going to, he's seen a consultant. He's going to have an operation. Uh, I think it's on the 11th of, of this month. So, uh, what they normally do is just wait for that swelling to go down before they do the operation. Obviously, once he gets inside, he can have a look at what the damage is. So, but at the moment, he's got no swelling. Um, you know, it's funny because on Friday he, he wanted to do the warm-up, so he felt that good. So it's weird that he's got something wrong, and uh, he felt really good on it. So. You know, that's just him as a character, that's him as a person. He hates sitting in, in the uh, treatment room, so I'm not sure how he's going to deal with that. But what he has been doing is, is you know, straight away at half time today, he's talking to Henry and, and helping him, so you know, he's going to give us that as well. And so sort of looking forward now, obviously, go away to Bournemouth this weekend and for next weekend. And the away form seems, you know, sort of steadily going up, wasn't it? Obviously, two wins and two on, on the road. Yeah, I mean, wherever we play, we just want to try and win. And, uh, you know, we're not going to win every game, but we want to try and win every game. And that's that's the approach I'm going to take. I'm not looking too far ahead. We're not getting carried away. No one's getting carried away in there. We know how hard it's going to be. Um, 
today was a result, was a, was a result of uh, we had a great week intensity was unbelievable in the week training wise and uh, we took that into the game particularly second half today so we're just trying to do our best and, and try and perform well and hopefully the results will, will follow that but um, you know that'll be, it'll be a tough game at Boreham Wood they've had a good start as well and you know, so we know how difficult it was going to be even today there was times when we couldn't break them down they were difficult to break down and then because of the football they're chasing around you we're just literally trying to wear teams down and I think that's the, the approach that we're taking at the moment and then we've, now we've got plan B we can go slightly different so we're just finding ways of trying to win games and uh, like I say this league is, is difficult but we're all, we're all working hard and, and trying to get the best out of what we've got at the moment Jorgen Nakobi becoming a conflict here isn't he? It seems to be doesn't he? He's a bit crash bang wallop at times but he uh... No, he's been great he's, he's a brilliant lad and um, you know he, he's he's immense in the dressing room you know he, he, obviously there's a pause and yourself don't see that what he does in the background and every day he comes in he's smiling and, and you know he wants to you know he's happy he's, he's happy with what he's doing he helps the kids <clears throat> he, get, he motivates the players he's almost like another manager in the dressing room so yeah. I'm delighted it, it, it uh, helps my job he's, a little bit he's your voice out the pitch he is yeah, the yeah no, just been mention about Henry Elching um, he overcame a nervous start didn't he first 10 minutes which is understandable yeah. played it simple kept it simple just yeah. showed the value of, of you know the support the young kids that you've got in the squad yeah we've, we've literally uh, we've got probably 14 or 15 sorry mate experienced type players who, who you know we know about know what they can do know what they're going to give every week the younger ones that are going to come in you know I'm still learning about them and um, how, they, how they react to different games and how they react in this league how they play in this league and what they do in this league so you know Emery's no different he's only played half a dozen games last season he's still learning the game still needs help and you know obviously he knows that myself and the players will provide that for him and you know obviously having Craig in there today helping him as well yeah. you know he can only learn and get better so as I say it's, it's good to have eight or nine kids that can, can come in and, and provide backup for us um, and he's saying he's slotting into a team that's playing quite well at the moment so that helps as well that's the other thing isn't it you know, it's I think they, I think they know that the kids they've hardly played. Um, it's, it's brilliant to have a load of experience around them to learn, and there's no better there's no better way of, of them learning than that that situation every day in training. So um, they're all good kids. They all understand where they are, and um, you know obviously at some point they'll all get opportunities, and, and they've got to be patient. And, and I think they know they know that that's the situation. Tristan's uh, loan got cancelled as you alluded to uh, previously uh, yeah. Sam had been on trial at Crystal Palace is there any update with, with regards to Sam or is he back with us now? Yeah Sam's back with us um, I spoke to him yesterday had a good chat with him in the office about um, you know the fact that he's you know he's, he's, he's a player that I haven't seen a lot of um, but I want around the club and um, you know he's got huge potential you know you've got to remember he's only 17 years of age so um He's had an opportunity there. He's enjoyed it. I think he's come back. It's it's um, he's come back better for it, like as Martin said. Um, and now he's going to get his head down and work hard to be a part of the squad. And you know he will be a part of the squad. I've told him that, and, and I like him. I've told him how good he is, so he knows what my feelings of that are. And he, you know, he's we're welcoming back, and we'll work with him just as much as we work with the others. Thank you. So Steve Davis there post 
uh, Geisley with a bit of a roundup on uh, you know comments on uh, Henry Ochang and, and importantly Sam Dorby. Um, so the rumour of uh, a swap deal and whatnot doesn't seem to be taking place. We want to keep him. Steve Davis sees a long-term future for him at Orient, which I'm quite relieved about. Yeah, mate, and well played to you for asking <coughs> that question because that was the last question and had it been asked and no had you not it. been there, that wouldn't have come out. So well done and thank you to the Thanks. club and thank you to Steve for letting us interview that. And obviously, yeah. you know, we've played the whole interview because of a shorter week and we wouldn't normally play the whole interview. So we hope you enjoyed that. So the league table, yeah. so that win pushes us on to second in the table now as we've played eight, won five, drawn one, lost two and 16 points with a goal difference of plus three which is amazing considering the bad result we had yeah. a couple of weeks ago so Dagenham and Redbridge are top they beat Gateshead yesterday 3-1 so we've got the same amount of points as Gateshead but it's sorry as Dagenham but Dagenham have got a goal difference of plus eight so yeah and ours would be much better if we hadn't have taken us blanking at Bromley which but, we won't keep talking about but there's nothing wrong with that though so your views uh, yeah. on yesterday's match we came out the blocks all guns blazing but after 15 minutes we started to slow down which seems to be a bit of a familiar pattern so we must do better to capitalise on the chances we create while we're on top against the run of play guys here have created one chance and scored fortunately we got two penalties which as I've said earlier on reflection the first one was probably a bit more ball to hand and Mooney went down a little bit too easily um, I think he's been booked uh, already this season did, yeah. for, for that type of uh, you know for, for going down um, McCauley did very well placing the penalties in the bottom corner very big and very professional of David Mooney to let McCauley take them as well that is I a, think that is a very big man it takes a big man to do that a that, professional yeah spot on very good point there very yeah. good point yeah and um, McCauley mentioned it post-match um, about Moon whether or not Moons would let him take it and Mooney just went to him yep yeah, yours bud gave him the ball didn't the second one as well so uh, Matt Harold had a dream debut scoring with his first touch looking forward to seeing a lot more from him for me overall really really happy with the result special mention go out to George Elikobi and Josh Coulson who won everything in the air yesterday pretty much I think Coulson only missed one or two headers out the whole day um, uh, Craig Clay as well in the middle pulling the strings and in particular Henry Ochang for me was a man of the match really didn't look out of place as you said before and always wanted the ball uh, played some really good passing also obviously can't not mention hat-trick hero uh, Macaulay Bond who made the front page of the non-league paper um, so yeah all in all very very happy yeah, your good. thoughts yeah great game on all fronts you know 1-0 down we saw the character in the team uh, to get back good into point. the match yeah and so quickly and so decisively, delight for Bond to get a hat-trick and to get his first goals at Brisbane Road. So that's mm. a relief for everyone. Thought both his penalties were really good, like we've said. Thought Matt Harold was really good as well. Got his goal after just two minutes, which as a striker must be a dream. And he also got an assist. And I've already said this before, but I can't believe I'm going to say it again, but Mooney's place in the starting dilemma could be under threat. And who would have thought would be saying that in, what, early September? Yeah. That's incredible, really. Thought we looked better attacking today we threatened all over the pitch it wasn't just through Dayton as what we'd seen in the last couple of games it came from the left it came from the middle it came from the right very happy with that both fullbacks played really well they did Wooderson giving yeah, some credit true. made some great runs yeah. uh, sometimes the balls to them slightly lacking from the wingers I thought putting them under a bit more pressure but that will come in time the more they train the more they learn each other's game that will be fine so very happy and on we climb up the National League so those were our views so moving on to your views, we've got loads, but again, we, we can only mention the selection. So thanks for all the tweets we got in this week to add to our outlook, all the Facebook messages, all the Instagram posts uh, and emails. So firstly, to start off, at Paul uh, underscore uh, but not said assured stuff from late LOFC. 
played with confidence and some great individual performances. Looking good. Yeah, at Tolu underscore Sango said, thought Widdison was excellent today. Gets better every week. Yeah. At Matt- good tweet that. Yeah, good to say as well. At Matty LOFC Evans said, Howard will be a monster in this league. Bonus too good for this league. Top of the league and sitting pretty. And Matty... We're not top, mate. We're second, but we'll let you off on that one. Yeah, on goal difference. Yeah. At Johnny underscore 2699 thought Henry Ocheng was brilliant today. Best centre midfield performance of the season. Macaulay Bond, class above the division as expected. Yeah, at Wrecker Blue App, which is Paul Baker backwards, said Ocheng looked very good today. First half, we were very slow. We're lucky to be in front half time, but a much better second half. And finally, we have our target man. Yeah, at Leighton Girl 12 said fantastic team performance. Really think we're building something. Something good. Yeah, the atmosphere, the morale on the pitch is all looking so good and Buzzy. so happy at the moment. Buzzy, yeah. At David Magic's the birthday boy, said birthday luck, happy days. Bon and Harold worked very well together and Henry Oching played very well. Good point about Bon and Harold, some nice little interplay there between the two. Harold doesn't seem to drop back as much as what Mooney does, so it means when a cross comes into the box, you've got two of them now waiting to pounce, and sometimes yeah. Mooney isn't in the box, so so interesting there. Good point there, David. Yeah, they're, they're very different players, Dave uh, and Matt. They're very different yeah. players. At Boats, he said, What a result. I'm so proud of everyone connected to the club to be joint top is incredible after the summer we had. Yeah, absolutely. At Samuel LOFC, said, First half we were too slow, second we controlled the game more. I criticised Josh Woodison last week. And today, I thought he was very good. So nice to see people, you know, making comments about Josh and saying after a tough, tough time, he came back into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at LOFC1978, and we're laughing because I've just corrected Steve, it's Joe Widdison, but that's fine. Um, at LOFC1978, huffed and puffed a bit in the first half, much better in the second. Henry Ochang was very impressive, great impact from Harold. Overall, thumbs up. Yeah, at Frankie A.K. Hurst, and Macaulay Bond took every chance he was given, and George Kobe was solid and made a nice gesture of giving his shirt away to a young fan. Yeah, good yeah, point. Yeah. Well played, yeah. Georgie boy. While he's doing his lap of honour. Uh, <laughs> At M0PHO, great game. I feel the team are really starting to gel. Widdison had a better game. Brilliant cross to Harold. Yeah, at Taser Jr. So a great performance. Bon and Oching were class. Harold with an instant impact. And that target mount we need. We are rebuilding quickly. I think we've rebuilt. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Uh, at Lomax underscore Chris, I thought Henry Ocheng played very well today and deserves to start the next game. Yeah. It's nice to see Henry get a lot of plaudits on Twitter. You know, yeah. And Joe as well. It's nice to, to, to mention these ones. At the occasional one, so glad someone has mentioned Woodison. I've been very critical of him, but today I saw a decent player and given more confidence he can be a real asset. At only one team, thought we played some good stuff. Clay and Ocheng ran it. Dayton kept things moving forward. Bon ran all day and Harold, what yeah, a start. Jamie Stripes are getting better, but we still get caught sleeping at the back. Oching was excellent. Harold is just what we need. And if we do the basics, we'll be okay. Good tweet there. Yeah, at Paul Crouchman said, could get used to this winning luck and positive podcasts. Loving the way the team is starting to gel and improve game by game. Up the O's. Yeah, at Batastuta, I think it was a very professional performance today. Played some really tidy football. They are candidates for relegation, but we dispatched them. Yeah, you can only play what's in front of you, Absolutely, is the old adage. Yeah. At El Hangles said... Uh, played some good stuff today and the spine of the team looks strong as long as we keep Macca fit we should be fine yeah Peter L. Davies said we are making some great progress best performance of the season so far and we'll give Harold so much confidence scoring today we are joint top and yeah I would agree with that Peter best performance I've seen this season so far by yeah, mile most solid yeah at Reedy QB9 can't pick out a bad performance really good all round Mackenough was brilliant in the second half Ocheng uh 
Thorough, Wooderson, very good second half too. Yeah, I, I am underscore MO. So good win today. We switched off for 10 minutes in the first half and got caught out, but responded perfectly. And in Bond, we have a natural scorer. And I don't say about Bond, he scored with his head, he scored after he made a run, he scored a tap in, he scores different goals. It's interesting when you look at his goals, it's not just like a one trick pony, it's all yeah, different. So well done, Macaulay. At Pandemonium 1881, always room for improvement, but a very solid 1 to 11 performance today. Keep doing the basics right, play when allowed to, great base to build on. Good point, Matt. Yeah, at El Castaneto, I thought it was a great tweet actually. Mm-hmm. He says, Don't forget Steve Davis today. We set up well, right changes at the right time, and onwards and upwards. Good substitutions, absolutely. Yeah. We've been known to sort of leave them quite late in games in the past, but Steve bringing Matt Harold on in the 63rd, resting him. Henry in the 80th and all the rest of it yeah getting Matt on and yeah well I, I agree yeah everyone, everyone will congratulate and will single out players but yeah it's nice to see Steve get, get singled out and yeah and um, um, uh, Ross as well was guiding yeah. from the from the dugout as well at Matt Bristow Bon most prolific start by an O's striker seven in the first eight games of the season since Mooney in the 13-14 se- season who hit eight in his first eight games there's only two Leighton Orient players in the last 60 years Scored more goals in the first eight games of the season than Macaulay Bond, and those are Tommy Johnson and David Mooney. Yeah. So I tell you what, Matt, you are absolutely putting yourself Stato. as Stato. And in the final, uh, brilliant, word, yeah. Final word from Geisley goes to at Orient Fan TV, who summed up nicely by saying a hat trick for Bond, a debut goal for Harold, team playing well. I know it's still early days, but second in the table after eight games. Superb thumbs up. What a good way to end, Geisley. Absolutely. Prediction League update. So well done to Alpha2 underscore O underscore Mega at Neil underscore Watson37 at Bill Fleet Heat, who predicted 4 1 and a scorer. Uh, you get all get four points. To D Green921 at Frankie uh, AK Hurst at Josh Baker under thir- underscore 13 at Unexpected Item Zero. At David TH six four three zero one double eight nine and at Rob Kelly eighteen, who all predicted four one and two scorers, so you get five points. But an outstanding, huge well done to at Tony Antonio, nice shot Steve at NPL and triple two at Matt Baker home, who all predicted three scorers and the correct result, so you get six points wow. in the prediction league. So I tell you what, I mean, this is probably going to be too easy this season. This is going to be the highest scoring thing uh, yeah. league that we'll ever do. Full prediction league roundup later on, but also it's going to be on our Facebook page. Yeah, it is on the uh, Facebook so page. Go to our social media page. So yeah, after the match, we also caught up with friend of the podcast, Errol McKellar, for an update uh, on Errol to see what he's been doing lately. So we spoke to him, and here's what Errol had to say. So I'd like to have Errol back on the show. So Errol, thoughts on the season so far? Well, I think it's been a very steady start. You know, we're 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 not going to get above ourselves, right? Because it's a you know it's a new league, new challenge. You know, and we're just glad to to have got rid of all the things that's gone on in the past. And as you can see and feel, there's a great great buzz around around the ground and with people at the moment. And obviously, we're doing really well in national league. Can you see us progressing as the season goes on? Um, yeah. Yeah, I do. I, you know, I'm going to stick my head on the block on this one. I think you know we've got a squad that's good enough. If we can keep them free, you know, of injuries, um, you know, the morale's brilliant at the moment. The confidence is great, and you know, characters make footballers, and we've got great characters here. 
speaking of characters, there's obviously lots of new faces at the club. Who's caught your eye? Who, who are you most impressed with? Oh, I tell you what, um, I'm going to go back to somebody who's come back into the club and, and just instilled something for us, really, right? He's, for me, two people, Joby Mackinoff and Mills are the two really that have really got it going. And I've got a soft spot for Charlie Lee as well because he's one of my juniors. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. so today, as we're recording this interview, yeah, uh, post Geisley, um, we had uh, an injury to uh, Alex Lawless. So Henry Ocheng was thrust into the first team. Someone that you're obviously very familiar with. Yeah, yeah. And, and he acquitted himself well. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what? This is this is the strength of this football club, and great that we've got a, a manager who is quite happy to take a chance on bringing a youngster in to do a job. And you know, you you saw for 70, 75 minutes. He looked very, very comfortable at it. He didn't so, out of place yeah, at all, did he? No, he no. held his own. So no. it's more calculated yes. yes. than just yeah. to throw him yeah. out no. there and no. see what you know, they, you know, the, 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 the gaffer's done his work, you know, and, you know, we, as I said, we've got good people around the club to help the young ones to get through. Right, so... That alone is great education. You know, as I said to you, you know, characters are the ones that make footballers. Yeah. And you need to, you know, we've not had that in the club for a while. And it's quite evident this season that we're doing okay because of the characters in the club. So, speaking of characters in the club, let's go on to you. <laughs> Very nicely done. He's so good at his job, isn't he? <laughs> you know, obviously, learnt from the best, his though. second job, I yeah, would yeah. So, you are now. Tell us about what's happened to you because there's a bit of yes. news for you, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I turned that magic sixty a couple of weeks ago. Um, and at Bromley. The, yeah, at Bromley. Don't look it to be fair. Don't look it to be fair. No, well, thank you. And <laughs> so, no. Well, what I did with that is I always set myself that by the time I got to sixty, I wanted to come out of the garage business. So I've sold the garage, and um, I am now putting more hours in at the football club, which I'm happy. And the club want me to be around a lot more as well to, you know, mentor and encourage and support the players and people anyway, you know, but it's a family, so I'm happy about that and it also gives me uh, a bit more time to go out there and really promote the uh, charity issues that I'm dealing with, right, which is prostate cancer, you know, so on behalf of the Orient Football Club and everyone that's supporting me, I'm going to be pushing that even more. And so, can you tell us anything about any future activity or yes. activity plans? Yeah, good question to ask. Um, <laughs> we're in the middle of um, some negotiations that um, we're hoping to give out a date sometime in May next year for a big charity function here that will involve the Prostate Cancer Programme as well as Leighton Orient Football Club the family of Leighton Orient Football Club, the supporters, and, you know, to help me to get this message out even more. Amazing. Amazing, yeah, absolutely. No, I think uh, anything that obviously the club can do, and we can do to help yeah. support that, because, you know, we see a lot of the work that you do. You're at lots of awards events. You've yeah. been recognised recently. Yeah, you know, but I couldn't do what I do without the support and the, and the help and support of the club. You know, and I, and I want to always put that on record that, you know, without the community behind what I do, without the support of the football club, what I do, uh, I wouldn't be able to get this message out to people. And it's a we that's going to change the attitude of people's views to prostate cancer issues. So lots of activity planning, which is great. So yeah. what's the best way to keep in touch with you? Well, obviously people can get in touch with me by the club itself um, or just follow me, Errol McKellar, 
write, you know, um, on uh, Twitter and, you know, emails or whatever it takes to get in touch with you. I'm still learning about all these technical stuff, so going to need you guys to help me on that one. But, you know what, with the support of everybody, we're going to, you know, I mean, a couple of years ago we had a big charity event here, right, and it was a big, big success. And we've been planning, right, for the last three years to do it again. And we feel now the time is right, and the club have given me their backing to do it. So we're going to put it together. Brilliant. Look forward to hearing more about it. So that was um, a very well-known face around the club, Errol McKellar, um, doing a lot of important uh, work for uh, raising awareness of something that's very close to his heart, uh, something that he's been, um, uh, you know, I guess a victim of, but a survivor of as well as prostate cancer. Uh, if you're on social media, he is at Errol, E-R-R-O-L underscore McKellar, M-C-K-E-L-L-A-R, and you can track everything that he's going to be doing. Very popular face. Uh, around the club, but also uh, very heavily involved in the youth team as well, bringing through our future stars. Yeah, I mean, there's not many people who bring an instant smile to my face, but as soon as I see that man, he just makes me smile, and he speaks so passionately and enthusiastically about everything, Uh, not just later on, about everything, so always great to speak to him, so we thank him for coming back on the podcast and giving him somewhat of an exclusive by saying there will be something something in May, so we look forward to that announcement. So moving on to today, Sunday 3rd of September, Macaulay Bond is named in the non-league papers team of the day, so well done Macaulay and much deserved after your performance yesterday. Yeah, and Leighton Orient ladies advance the next round of the WPL Cup by beating Luton Town ladies 4-2, goals from Sophie Lamarchand, Bell and Ripple, uh, Ellie and Ella May uh, with assists from Hayley Barton and Sophie Lemarchant. So well done to the ladies. Uh, yeah. Great to see that. Right, so let's round up episode 113. Get it un- under an hour. So prediction league update. <coughs> so Tony underscore Antonio and unexpected item zero are now top of our prediction league. They are on 10 points. Full tables up on our Facebook page. So go and have a look. There's loads of people already uh, around them. So it's going to be a very close one this season. Yeah, there's no fancy football update this week because there's been no Premiership. It's international week. So Sophie Henderson still leads the fancy football league with 209 points just ahead of Tolu Sengawa and Pierre Fleet. Steve is still fixed in 133rd place. So positives and negatives yeah. this week. So positives from this week. So first of all, it's got to be Macaulay Bond's hat-trick. So well done to Macaulay <coughs> Bond. Secondly, another good home performance, you know, turning Brisbane Road into a fortress. I think that's three wins and a draw now from our four home games. Also positive, the response to being a goal down. Very good head never went down. Got back in within six minutes. Went on to win the game comfortably. And lastly, the attendance. Highest attendance in the National League once again. Uh, a morning, a few League 2 games. So great to see the punters still coming in. Uh, or in, And it's such a good vibe down at Brisbane Road at the moment. So if you're thinking about going down there, try and get yourself down there for the next match. Yeah, absolutely. Negatives, just two this week. Not taking our chances at 0-0. It could have been more costly for us. And switching off for their goal uh, as well. So not too harsh there, but those are really the only two negatives uh, that we could pick out. So now we move on to our Hero of the Week. Yep, so we have been doing this by public vote, but we thought it would just be one-sided. So we've not put it out to the public today. So yeah, very happy to announce Hero of the Week is... Hattrick hero Macaulay Bond. Yeah. So well done, Macca. So well yep. done, Macca. So next week's fixtures in just the one fixture for us next week as we travel to Borehamwood on Saturday, the 9th of September. So Borehamwood are currently 10th in the National League, so they're not doing too bad actually. They lost 2 1 away to Barrow yesterday. Um, so if you go and have a safe journey, 
And I think Paul will see you there. Yeah, um, I think it's fair to say their their attendances are in triple figures. Like they're in the hundreds, not in the thousands. So the fact that they're in tenth is actually a massive testament That's because they can't be on a massive budget. That's no, fantastic how they do so, it, and they are geographically in the middle of some big big North London clubs. Of where yeah, they are. They are, so yeah. it's very hard for them to get support down there. So I, I think we'll take quite a few. I think we'll take down there. Yep, so that is it. I will hopefully see you next week at Boreham Wood. Uh, Thank you very much indeed for joining us uh, for episode number 113. It's been a great five days for the Orient. As on Thursday, Steve Davis finally got the big target man that he wanted with the signing of Matt Harold. This was followed up by a great performance on the pitch on Saturday as we beat Geisley to continue our club's resurgence. We are now second in the league with only one match this week, which will give Steve more time to coach the lads and to progress the team and build their relationships. The club is flying again, winning football matches, making the right appointments, and the team spirit looks amazing, and us fans couldn't be happier, really. What more could we ask for? Yeah, so we'll be back with episode 114, mate, flying for them, yep. on Sunday the 10th of September, with all the information and views that you could ever need. So if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe, give our podcast a review. If you listen on SoundCloud, tune in Stitcher, add us to your favourites, and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as they get uploaded. If you had an older relatively, relatively, or if you have an old relative or a loved one, you know who you think will like the podcast, grab their phone, get get their PC, you know, just follow us, favourite us, them. get them, get them to listen to it. Eager for more listens, getting us across the Orient, um, you know, fan base. And we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, have a great week. Keep calm and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast up the o's